This is Life Transformation Radio. Prepare to engage. Seatbelt activated. Download initiated. Your quantum journey of transformation begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to Life Transformation Radio. Hi, I'm Rob Actis, best-selling author of The Law of Action, voice actor, business mindset coach, the podcast whisperer, and Mr. Action himself. Life Transformation Radio is heard in over 90 countries. Thank you for joining us from all around the world. Whether well, it's your first time joining us, you've been listening to Life Transformation Radio for some time, I want to personally thank you. Here at Life Transformation Radio, we are committed to share more about real life, love, the power of positivity, romance, and of course, laughter. We celebrate life challenges and overcoming them. And today we're going to talk about overcoming challenges, really, seriously. Now the show, my guests are amazing people who are forces for good in the world around them and live a life of transformation. My guests, that's a plural today, they do just that. Today, Mike and Lindsay McCarthy and I discuss healing trauma, facing your shadow, and accepting your inner wisdom. So if you want to do some real inner work, learn to lead yourself first so you can lead your family and ultimately learn to lead the world around you, this is the show for you. I am so excited to have these people on the show today. Mike and Lindsay McCarthy have been married for 15 years, have two amazing children, Tyler 12 and Amber 8. They live in Austin, Texas, where there currently is a power outage, but they're still here. They spend some time in the summer and winter in their home in Silverthorne, Colorado. And the McCarthys are an active family and love to be outdoors. Hiking, biking, skiing, snowboarding, skating, kayaking, paddleboarding, or walking their beagle boaty. Their new family obsession is traveling around the country in their Mac Adventure Rover, a.k.a. their camper van. And Mike is the regional owner for the greater Pennsylvania region of Keller Williams Realty exchange facilitator and co-founder of GoBundance and co-author of The Miracle Morning for Parents and Families. I hear the audiobook version of that is really, really good. And of course, the tribe of millionaires. <laughs> That's just Mike. Now, Lindsay is mainly a stay-at-home mom, which is seriously a lot of work, and occasionally writes blogs on their website, gratefulparent.com, and runs the Facebook community for The Miracle Morning for Parents and Families. Like, they don't do enough. Mike and Lindsay, welcome to Life Transformation Radio. Oh, thanks. Great to be here. Yeah, I think we need to update our... Uh, our oh, my God. Here. Okay. We just had birthdays, so Tyler's Well, well we have, definitely have to update that. Birthdays are important. <laughs> so, you know, talk about overcoming things. So there is a power outage in Austin, Texas right now, and Mike and Lindsay are here. They, they worked around it. You know, it, it, it's, it just shows who they are as people. And it, I wanted to do their complete bio because they do so much and they do so little. And, and what I find fascinating about you is that you do so much. Most people are like, oh, my God, when do you have time to breathe? Yet you guys have a very flow life and you have a very happy family life. And um yeah, so so how do you do all that and then just have the flow and the happiness that you have? Is it all structured, you know, real real left brain, or is it just the way that you operate, that you just have more hours in the day than most? 
Yeah, what a great question. <clears throat> I mean, I'll answer and then Lens, maybe you have something to, to add. But, you know, I think we we have a great team around us as well. You know, we've we've got a couple of assistants. Uh, my businesses have great leaders within them and they do their jobs at an, an extraordinarily high level. Um, I don't, they require very little management, maybe other than what they offer me so that I feel like I'm doing a good job as their boss. But at the end of the day, I think, you know, we're surrounded by a lot of great people. And then I also think Lindsay and I are excellent at dividing and conquering and really knowing what talents and gifts we each bring to the table. And so we, we often approach our work or things we need to get done by splitting up the duties and really making sure they fall into our strength zones. Mm -hmm. And I would say we do have a structure to our family life, um, but within that structure, there's also lots of flexibility. So that's I love that. So, so one of the things that you notice that you, there was a change in my voice when I say the miracle morning for parents and families. So if you're not aware, I'm the narrator for Hal Elrod's book, The Miracle Morning, and all the books in this series. And so um, I am blessed to be able to bring uh, Mike and Lindsay's words to life in The Miracle Morning for parents and families. Matter of fact, you just uh, rewrote it. And so there's version two or what's it called? Version two, updated version. Uh, what's the official word in the in the book industry of like, what is it called? Second edition. Revive or second edition. That's it. That's second it. Second edition. edition. Okay. So they just yeah. wrote that. I just finished narrating it. That's now updated in Audible. Um, so that's one of the cool things um, about Mike and Lindsay. And I, I have a 22 year old daughter. And, you know, as I was reading the book, and it was amazing because it was so perfect in that my daughter has just moved back into my house. And she's reverted back to not a 22-year-old. It's amazing how that works, but she's not often a 22-year-old in the house. She's, I'm having to, I'm using a lot of your techniques because I don't know what it is, but when a kid moves back into the house, they revert back. And you see them as when they moved out. And so it's, it's been very interesting. But why don't we share, why don't you have, share a little bit about just the overview of your book um, and just some really basic, like how you manage with your kids, because you do it a little bit differently than most, and um, you're very successful with it. Yeah. So I think in the book, we talk about the three P's of exceptional parenting. And I think as we were writing the book, Mike and I had all these conversations about, well, what do we think an exceptional parent looks like? And the three things that really came to mind were purposefulness. You know, they're very intentional. Um, playfulness. So don't take everything so seriously. And also perspective. And within perspective, that really means like our kids are their own people. Like we can't be living vicariously through them. We can't, um, you know, expect them to fulfill us as people our jobs to fulfill ourselves. And then, you know, our, our job, I think, is to be kind of guides for our kids, not um, their friend necessarily, not their, you know, just a guide. Well, I definitely don't think they feel not live it. Yeah, I don't them, think they feel like your friends. Cause one of the things that now I've turned a lot of people onto the book and they're like, 
Yeah, I don't think I can take away electronics from my kids. And you guys are really structured in how you give them access to uh, electronics. And I think it's it's quite remarkable how you do that. But, yeah, I definitely don't think your kids feel that you're their friends when you are limiting their, <laughs> their electronics. <laughs> and, and you definitely, I, I love it. You want to say yeah. Well, I was just going to add, you know, under the intentionality piece or the purposeful and the three P's, I think a lot of it is uh, coming up with structures that work in the family, but not just imposing those structures on the children, but actually meeting and and creating an, an environment where they get to give input on those structures and they get to decide some of the ways those are going to be implemented in the family. And I think that's probably the secret sauce to much of the things that we do that might seem overwhelming or challenging to other families when they read it, the secret part is getting them to buy into it has to do with how much you involve them in the process of its creation. And so that's where we like to hang out at is it's our decision collectively as a family, not just the parents coming and saying, this is how it yeah, is. One of the things I love about that is they do board meetings. So you have board meetings of the family and you make rules during the board meetings and you're not obligated as a child to attend the board meeting. However, you have agreed in advance by not attending the board meeting that whatever rules are created or guidance is created during the board meeting, um, you are going to agree to that. So if you want to have input in the new rules or the guidance, then you show up and you get a lot of attendance at your family board meetings. Yeah, it's a bit of a takeaway it. close, right? It's, uh, hey, you don't have to be there to set goals with us, but if you don't, then we'll set your goals for you. You know, you don't need to be there to go over the family values, uh, but we'll create them without you. You're still going to have to live by them. So we we play to that direction a lot. And then the other thing we do is, we don't expect perfection out of them, nor do we hold ourselves to perfection either. I think a lot of times with these things, people feel like it's all or nothing. I'm going to do everything perfect and to a T or none of it and, and avoid it. And we like to try to get it about 75% right. That's a C right in the middle of C's. I'm used to getting that score from college. And uh, so I feel like that's adequate enough. If we can get to 75% of all the things that we teach, then we're really nailing it. And I, I would suggest other people take the pressure off of themselves to do it 100% or do it perfectly either. It's an ebb and flow, as you mentioned Love before. It. And one of the cool things about your book is that it's tied in with Hal's The Miracle Morning. And, you know, The Miracle Morning certainly... I'm so grateful that I crossed paths with Hal and have been so fortunate to bring all of the uh, words to life in the Miracle Morning a book and, and the series and the impact that that, that has had um, on me. And I've been doing the Miracle Morning now for, God, eight, nine years. And I will say that my life is truly transformed. Um, so if you're looking for something that really is is a structure on how to live a really extraordinary life and give you some guidance in addition 
to be an extraordinary parent, um, the Miracle Morning for Parents and Families is definitely one of my favorite, my go-tos. And like I said, I have a 22-year-old, so not like a, a younger kid, but uh, I definitely recommend it to a lot of people. It definitely, I definitely will say that the information in the book, I've applied it in my life. And I've actually assisted some people in my life that I'm kind of like uncle or godfather to some kids. And it's really made a significant impact in their life. So, um I'm just thrilled you wrote it and I'm thrilled to have you guys here. Let's, let's change, change, uh, change direction a little bit. Um, there's a lot of trauma in the world right now. There are people that have lost their jobs. They've lost family members. They have kids that are really having some serious mental challenges and there's a lot of trauma. So let's talk more about healing trauma. And then as you say, facing your shadow. Yeah, well, you know, this is uh, a work in progress. And uh, right at the beginning of COVID, I read a book called The Trauma of Everyday Life. It's by Epstein. And it was a mind-blowing book because I knew that I had had some challenges here and there growing up, but I didn't quite realize that no matter what we do as human beings, it's traumatizing to be human, (laughs) to be here on the planet. There's a lot of pain. And especially with COVID and division and and all of that, but that's like present day trauma. We can all trace back through our history and even even our lineage, the trauma that's been passed down generation after generation after generation. And I think what's interesting is that, you know, success in a lot of ways that you experience in the world, it comes from trauma. A lot of times there's an ambition, a drive, something that really you need to go prove. And it's usually connected back to uh, attention you didn't get as a child or uh, maybe not feeling loved or feeling the belonging through middle school that maybe you felt you needed or wanted. And so we all have this trauma that we need to work through. And I think the Miracle Morning is really one of the perfect practices because it focuses you on developing who you are as a human being day after day. And that's not unlike the process of healing trauma. They're very much the same thing or two sides of the same coin. And so when we're able to awaken to that and admit, because I didn't have trauma that was abuse, physical abuse or sexual abuse or anything at that level, um, but That definitely happens in the world. And the result of that often is how we show up to our adult life because we're still acting from that ego and persona that we built that was in order to keep keep ourselves safe, to protect ourselves. And I think what can happen is uh, if we're not really aware of it is we can keep chasing the next thing, thinking that it's going to make us happy or make us feel fulfilled. And so in some ways we're sort of running away from this dragon that's chasing us called our trauma. And I think if we can slay that that dragon and start acting yeah. from worthiness of knowing that Love we it. deserve to belong, that we truly are great and, and our potential is limitless, then we can start to find not the shadow side of our strengths, which I was just explaining, but we can find the brilliance of the light side of our strength. And if we can act from that place, and still be strong, still have strengths. It's not that you don't maintain some of the strengths that you've had and you start acting completely different. You just start realizing my ego is a tool 
that if I need it, it's there. But if I don't need it and I can say, hey, thank you, my I named my <laughs> ego the Terminator so that I could reason with it and say, Terminator, thank you. I appreciate that you can come into this situation, control it, fix it, drive it forward, handle it. But I don't always need that shadow strength to come uh, and save the day. I can speak to it and become aware of the fact that I'm already held in love and abundance by our creator, by the universe, by nature, whatever we want to call it. And that energy wants us to have have it all. It knows that we're worthy of it. If we can act from and create our success from that place, more often than not, we're going to experience fulfillment that enjoy that doesn't come from that other way of succeeding that's driven by our trauma. And so it's an act of really getting to know who we are at our core and accepting and believing yeah, that we are so worthy. Did you want to jump in on that, Lindsay? Well, I was just going to say kind of on the flip side too, from a parenting perspective, like it lets us off the hook a little bit too. Like, our yeah. kids are going to have trauma. Like we can't protect them from everything in the world. And really that's not our job as their parents to protect them. It's to let them have those experiences and, and learn from them. And that's so hard. It's so hard because that's as parents, <laughs> we want to protect our kids. That's, I think that's ingrained in us. And, you know, I remember, you know, you have to let them fall down and they have to get owies and they have to scrape their, their knees and they have to hit their head and all that stuff. And, you know, it's amazing to see, um, some of the people that I know that have grown up with that have, you know, kind of helicopter parented their kids. Wow. It's, they're, they're not functioning adults. And uh, it's so important to let them fail. And it's hard to let your kids fail. That's, that's, that's for darn sure. It's really difficult. And um, it's something that every parent needs to be aware of. Because if we keep saving them from everything and we give them everything they want, all the screen time you want, and if you're in pain, let me try to rescue from you from that pain, they don't get to build their own identity and their own persona and ego. And yes, we just talked about how do you at some point dissolve that. Uh, but I think early in life, they do need to form that. Um, and it creates resilience in them so that they can go out and get what they want and, uh, you know, be productive human beings. You know, our greatest wish as parents is not that my kids will join me in business, right. which would be nice or that they're like us, or they behave in a way that's um, the same way we behave. What we want is for them to have great character. We have a guiding light uh, that is our family values that we speak of frequently, and we, we try to catch them living the values so they're celebrated. Um, but we, we just hope that they're able to be fulfilled. And if they're um, understanding the fact that they have gifts, God-given innate gifts, that they're here on this planet to give to the world and they're able to find those passions and turn them into a way of serving the world, then that's really where they're going to be fulfilled. And I think that's our greatest wish as parents is that they'll be fulfilled. But I don't think that that can come if we're always uh, helicopter parenting and rushing in and saving them. We've got to let them fail. And we've got to also let them experience emotions. A lot of times 
we make our children's emotions our emotions. So if my son's upset, I get upset. If my son's sad, I become sad. And we don't need to do that. We don't have to take on their emotions. We can hold space for them to be sad, not make it wrong and say, hey, it's okay, buddy. You don't, you, you can be sad. Sadness is natural. I understand why you would feel sad. And a lot of parents, what they're doing is they want to rush in and say, don't be sad because you're, you being right. sad is making me sad right now. So we got to stop the sadness which just teaches kids that their feelings aren't valid. And I think that's the slippery slope. Yeah. So my friend Melissa is in the office right now with me. And so got to sign up. So not everybody knows what helicopter parent parents is. Uh, apparently I, I just know it probably from your book, but um, can you just dive a little bit more and, and share what that is so that, you know, someone who's listening and doesn't understand that they're like helicopter parent. What is, what is that? Okay. Yeah, well, it's not as cool as it sounds yeah. if you've never heard of it before. It's not, not where you get to take your kids to cool places on a helicopter. That would be different. But <laughs> what it is is where you're always swooping in and hovering over whatever they're doing, making sure they don't make mistakes, making sure that they don't have emotions they can't deal with, and really sort of guiding their life and telling them what they need to do or don't do as opposed to letting them figure that out on their own. Maybe another way of describing it would be just micro every part of their life, everything in right? their lives. <laughs> so one of the things that I learned yeah. and I've done this and I don't even know where I learned it, but um, I think it would be really good. Like what you said about letting the kids be sad is that and I've noticed doing this is that as adults, if someone is in our circle or they're in our room with us or we're at a seminar or anything, um, Immediately, if someone starts crying, someone always hands them a tissue like, okay, don't be sad anymore. Fix this. Don't be sad. And, you know, what I've done is that, and I, so I, I, some of the communities that I'm a part of is more organic and universal and spirituality. And so you really want to feel stuff, a lot of feel and a lot of heart centered communities that I'm a part of. And so. And I think that's where I got it. But if someone is crying, you know, we're, we're sharing in a, in a, in a mastermind or something and they're crying. Um, they don't just hand a tissue to them. Um, they let them feel their pain. They let them continue to cry. And I've seen that and it's really, uh, transformational. It's really beautiful because I think as adults, humans, and then as parents over our kids, what you said was, we want them to stop being sad because it makes us uncomfortable because I think that's and I think it all makes sense now in that when you're in a, a workshop and someone starts crying, people get very uncomfortable. And so the immediate thing is, is let's give them Kleenex. Let's give them hugs and loves so that they're not sad anymore so that I don't have to face my pain that I'm feeling right now. And what I've noticed is when we've stopped doing the hugging and letting them be in the moment, we get to feel our pain as well. And it really is a, is a, is a beautiful experience. Um, and it, it, it shows that it's okay to show emotion. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, you as parents, I know from reading the book multiple times out loud and hearing it, I know it by heart, is that it's okay to be, I think there was a moment in your book where um, it was your daughter, something happened and you just let her just relish and be in this upset. 
And I think that's so, so important as, as parents over children and then also as adults in communities and workshops. Yeah, absolutely. I think the best thing we can do in those situations is help somebody to feel all of what they're feeling, not to try to discount it or take away that feeling. But, you know, maybe it's better to have them cry on our shoulders and say, let it out, you know, that, you know, feel that sadness, then to give them the tissue and say, clean it up over there. You're making me uncomfortable. (laughs) You know, we get very uncomfortable around people's pain because and it's not even as much as compassion i know we have compassion as as humans but i think a lot of it is that we feel it we start feeling hard like okay all this pain that i've crushed down my entire life as you talk about the trauma it's coming up and they're like yeah i don't want to deal with that i I don't want to deal with that fix that don't cry don't cry don't be upset don't be mad you know all, all that and so i think it's just it's a beautiful thing to let us experience our trauma and to experience our pain and even if it involves crying or having a runny nose on your shoulder it's it's a good thing to do so absolutely i think with little kids too like their brain is still developing so with toddlers it's a little bit different because you know they're irrational (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes with toddlers, you do have to explain it a little right, bit. Right, right. And the funny thing about toddlers, sometimes they're all pissed off or they're crying and they're sad. And then all of a sudden they get distracted. Oh, kitty. You know, they just, it's so fast. It's like the, the, the switch is on, the switch is off. But yeah, no, I think it's beautiful. So inner wisdom, inner wisdom um how do you how do you bring inner wisdom into the healing of the trauma or facing your shadow? Yeah, I mean, I think what we have to do is um, I have a coach, actually, Lindsay and I both have shared the same coach um, named Janai Lane, who's worked with both of us for wow. 16 years now. We've been working with her and she's really our go to for bringing out our inner wisdom. And she's a big proponent of uh, being what she calls spirit-led, which is where instead of allowing our mind and our ego to drive all of our decisions, how do we tap into that inner wisdom and then make decisions from there? And it's kind of like a muscle that you're going to the gym to work out for the first time, but we've all made decisions that were from our spirit. We got a little guidance Maybe we had a serendipitous moment and we followed that intuition and it was great. It was wonderful. It it was amazing. And I think what we have to do is learn how to pay attention. We've got to learn how to be quiet, be still, and then listen for that inner guidance. And we have to do it at the times when we are most resistant to do it as well. So that is when the pain pops up. Or you're in a troubling moment and maybe you're overreacting, which we all do, and you've sort of lost control because your ego is now in charge. That's the time where we have to slow down, get quiet, get still, take deep breaths. And then we have to allow this subtler, quieter voice to speak because the voice of inner wisdom is is quiet. 
It's not an overriding, overreacting ego voice that's the one playing most of the time in our head. It's that subtler voice behind there that's saying, hey, I think everything is going to be okay. Uh, you know, and then we have to use inquiry. So we actually have to ask our inner wisdom questions. It doesn't just come and give us the answers. That would be great, but it comes through inquiry. So we've got to know how to ask ourselves the right questions when we're in that place of reaction. And I think we can be in two, two, two places at all times in our life. We, we occupy one of these two spaces, which is we're either in reaction or creation. And the cool thing about that is that it's the same letters, just all in a different order. So we can either have our creation and really be acting from our inner wisdom, or we can follow the voice that's loud of ego and be in reaction. And I think we all know which one feels better. Being in reaction and out of control doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel safe either, which is ironic because it's supposed to be there to help us feel safe. But I think that was, uh, there was a time when that type of voice might have saved our life from a predator or for something, you know, in the evolution right. of, of, of human beings. Uh, but we we haven't really evolved past that. We still have this fight or flight uh, mechanism that in a lot of ways is irrational for the world we live in today. So we've got to rectify that and just get really straight on the fact that probably 95% of what your ego is telling you to do is not anything that you actually need to do. And so it leaves this beautiful, like, if I just listen to 5% of what my ego says, but 95% of the time I'm actually accessing my inner wisdom from spirit, and I actually can choose my actions from that place, then who knows where you'll end up. It's going to create magic in your life, more serendipitous moments. uh, But more importantly, you're going to find yourself in a more fulfilled place. You're going to be happier and have access to more joy, I believe, from that place. Yeah. Did you want to add anything, Lindsay? Anything to add? No. Yeah, it did. So one of the things, you know, the the power of the miracle morning, you have that, you know, (laughs) your section on meditation and just getting into that space, that quiet space. You know, I'm misdirection. I've got a lot of energy and I'm always going and I do make my best decisions. And my, you know, it's funny when I was married, my wife used to come in and she's like, why aren't you working? I, I am working. Well, you're just sitting in the chair. Oh my God, that's working. Like I am, I am in, in, in calm and creation mode. And the, 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 the opportunities that came to my, my brain and just how it, I process stuff by just thinking and being and present and quiet is work. And, you know, a lot of people don't, we, we move at such a fast pace. Like everything is so fast. I mean, you know, I've been down really since it's what it's February now. And I've been down since Thanksgiving and I've just had a lot of health issues lately. And I have like 4 million emails and it's just like, I'm never going to go through that. So I have to just breathe and like be very present and be very conscious and get out of the ego of like all the noise. There's a lot of noise that's going on because I really just, you know, you may stop, but the world continues around you. 
you know, bills come in and someone apparently got into my bank account and I had fraud and I didn't even know, I remember doing this, but apparently I transferred, you know, um, and got that handled and got a new account. So not all my accounts were updated. So today I was dealing with credit card issues of like, yeah, you haven't been paid for, you know, two months. And I'm like, wait, it's an auto pay. And, you know, and so all this life moves around you. And so there's a lot of stress that could be in my life. But I think back and I do my miracle morning and I'm grateful and I show my gratitude and I stay in the very present moment, you know, and and you go and flow just like you guys. There's a power outage in Austin. We're doing this podcast. You have no power. It's dark. The video quality keeps thinking, you know, and it's like it's perfect. It's just a conversation and the universe has just laid it out for us. And, you know, talk about trauma for some people that I know that do podcasts. This would have blown them up. Like, wait a minute, the audio quality isn't perfect and the video isn't this and this and that. Got to let things flow. It, it, our, you know, I almost died. I really thought I was going to die when I was sick. Um, and now I have a blood clot. So there's that potential. And I really want to live. I want to live every day like I want to be alive. And this is just, okay, a little hiccup, but it's not the end of the world. It's just something. And and I think that it's just so important to be in that mode of gratefulness and abundance. And, you know, speaking of abundance, go abundance. Let's talk a little bit about that because I love the organization. And just for people that don't know, just share a little bit what GoBundance is. It's just, it lights me up when I, I love GoBundance. So just tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, we're a mastermind group and we've got uh, different levels. Um, it's, it's centered around uh, net worth, um, not because we're focused on money, but it's a way of qualifying who's got certain challenges or issues they're facing uh, as far as business is concerned. But it's a mastermind group that uh, three of my friends and I started 10 years ago. We just celebrated our, our 10-year anniversary and had our winter retreat. And we do adventure bucket list type vacations or events where you get to go and you, you challenge yourself physically, you get outdoors. And then at night we do uh, we do speakers and masterminding, and we have a community that's built around that. And th- these are some of the most successful people, period. Like there's, you know, there's, there's nine figure, eight figure, uh, seven figure individuals in this group and, and many hundreds of those as well at that. And, uh, we didn't set out to build this group. It started as four guys doing these trips together, and then it was eight and then 16. And then it grew to hundreds. And then we added a women's division, a family division. And GoBundance will do actually uh, near 20 events this year. And they are transformational events where you come there and you might think since this is a group of very successful individuals, that there would be a lot of chest beating and ego. But what's interesting is we show up with authenticity and everybody has challenges. It doesn't matter what level of income or net worth you may have achieved. There's something in your life that needs more attention, usually because you put your attention on your business or whatever it may be. So we teach having fun, bucket list adventures, age-defying health, genuine contribution, authentic relationships, 
Um, and then we teach horizontal income, which is how do you eventually invest all of the money that you're, you might be making as an entrepreneur so that someday you don't have to rely purely on working in your business in order to make money. And that would create financial freedom. And then we have a pillar that's all around accountability. And the idea is that most people that reach a certain level of success, they become lone wolves and they don't have a group around them that can challenge them and create an example for what might be possible if they reach for the next level of their life. So it's been an amazing ride to watch something that created itself out of just who the four partners were being in the lives that we've wanted to live. And now I think we're at like 800-ish members across all membership levels. And it's just been an amazing ride. And, And it's a place where we go for healing Uh, but at the group level where you're actually getting brothers and sisters around you who care about you enough to help lift you up, give you advice and also call you out on your BS when you might be uh, stuck. I I think that I think that today that people are listening, they're going to go, wow, this is divine intervention. The universe has really provided me with divine intervention of the conversation that we had today. I think we covered a lot. And I think it's really going to land really perfectly for a lot of people. I think this is it. I just, for coming back and being back in my groove, this has just been amazing. So I want to thank you, Lindsay, and thank you, Mike, for being here today on Life Transformation Radio. What a, what a, what a joy and, and a treat. I just looked up like, wow, I thought we were like for four minutes and we just like, what, well, keep going. It was so great. So thank you for being here today. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. This has been awesome. One of our six family values is actually being transformation seekers. And so we teach this to our children and it's a core value. So we're really excited to be able to make any impact, even if it's just one person who heard this and it made a difference for them, then it's all worth it for us. So thank you for the opportunity. Thanks for having us and thanks for putting your voice to our book and bringing it absolutely into i love the world. it and you know you can learn more about mike and Lindsay by yeah. visiting a uh, grateful parent that's g-r-a-t-e full parent.com and also go mike mccarthy and uh you can also find them you know on the miracle morning.com check them out their book i love it it's the miracle morning for parents and families the second edition and if the audiobook yeah it's narrated by yours truly so thank you so much and thank you so much for your support and taking time out of your busy and precious day to listen so appreciate it thank you for allowing me along with my very special guests mike and Lindsay mccarthy to touch your heart move your soul and inspire you to live a life of transformation i'm rob actis until next time this is life transformation radio download complete